0: this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans
1: hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film If. if only in theaters
2: may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news
1: How? 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 Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Richard and you are tuned into the live reaction show, the ITFC Q&A show where you set the agenda. So we want to hear from you in the chat. People are already, they've got their sun lounges, they've got their towels out of the sun lounges, they are reserving their questions straight away. So do get involved. We're available every week on video and eventually podcast audio and joining me tonight Joe Fares is already looking like he's researching stuff, so we are prepared ahead of me. Joe is prepared for whatever you can throw at us. So, good evening, folks. Um, Joe, how are you?
4: Yeah, no, I'm good. Looking forward to chatting with uh, some fellow ITFC fans for some informative chat this this evening.
1: Irreverent chat. We've already got thumbs up on Facebook, Robert and Gary. Thank you. We see you on Facebook. Thank you for that, and Paul. Right off the bat, Paul Hayes asking us about um, what we get out of the Holy Loan deal to Cambridge, Joe. Do you want to jump straight in? It's it's only
4: uh, these these emergency loans are sort of like rolling seven-day loans. Um, in this league, a lot of teams, their second-choice keeper doesn't really... They, they maybe just have a youth player on the bench or um, just somebody who's, who they don't expect to play any games. And I think if... So if you don't have a keeper on the books, effectively... Who's got, I think they've got played only like, so like five senior games in the Football League. Then, if you've got a keeper who's not fit there and their keeper's got a concussion, I think he, he looked like he'd injured his back against us at one point, but I think he's got a concussion there. So, um, Holy will be there purely to cover until he's back fit because as soon as he's back fit, the emergency loan won't be able to be rolled over. So, I guess we probably just get a little financial contribution for a player who's not going to be making any appearances. It helps keep him happy, maybe puts him in the shop window for January. So I think it suits all parties, really.
1: Um, Thank you for Paul for the thumbs up. Um, Michael, good day, Michael. Evening to the Australian contingent. Great to have you along. If you are out in far-flung parts of the world, we want to hear from you tonight, particularly um, asking can he play a game for Ipswich. The limit's three clubs, isn't it? Well, it's I,
4: I, I don't know whether even emergency loans count on this because last season, uh, there, there were different rules last season with regards to being able to play more clubs because of the COVID thing. But Joseph Bursic, who's a Stoke City keeper, he, he started the season on loan at Doncaster. He went back to Stoke because they needed to recall him as an emergency loan. He then subsequently played on loan at Peterborough in an emergency loan uh, for a few weeks. And then he also then played for Lincoln in the playoffs as well. So he actually played for four clubs last season, two of which on emergency loan. So it wouldn't surprise me if effectively where Joseph Bursick was the go to emergency loan last season, Thomas Holy may become the go to emergency yeah. loan this season that as soon the as the team needs a keeper, he's yeah. the one that gets out there and plays for and he could end up playing for three or four teams this season before before Christmas even
1: you wouldn't put it past him to make a contribution to our season perhaps as well. Um, so yeah, interesting to see how he's getting on. Um, interesting start for him last night. We'll definitely talk more about that perhaps and my opinions on that, but we first need to say thank you to bits who's made a lovely contribution, um, to help with our ever expanding sponsorship Nord next year. Yeah. If he's still here, Bits, yeah, I guess that, um, so thank you for that. Um, all the details do that. If you're on YouTube, um hit the super chat button, you can find that in the chat. Um and make a contribution if you'd like to. We always appreciate your support, it helps us do things. It has to be said the sponsorship is actually Blue Monday funded. We've we've we keep everything properly and organized and stuff like that. So the team have have funded that um sponsorship, but a lot of people have said. Um, if I'd known you were going to do that, I would have contributed in something like that. So you never know, but Stranger Things of Apple will keep that in mind for next season. But we are very happy to be sponsoring Abby Lafayette and the ITFC women's team for this season, and we wish them all the best. They head off to Plymouth on Sunday, um, just after the men do on Saturday. So um, yeah, we want to hear from everyone in the chat. We've heard about Thomas Holy. Um, what else do people want to hear about? Um, or Mark Cosgrove um, from a wet Dublin where my Newtown jersey cost me an extra 30 quid in customs duties. Oops. Ouch, Mark. We feel we feel your pain, Mark. Is there, yeah, you
4: should have maybe had it delivered to Belfast and cross the border to pick it up.
1: Oh, there's some politics there that I don't think we want to get into. Evening to Gary. Evening to Robert, the Facebook crew. Evening to Andy, first time watcher. Love to have you here, Andy. Get involved in the chat. We want to hear from you. Um, I guess the question I've got for folk, um, if we want to prompt some conversation, is next four league games are, if I remove the banner as well, then we can see everything. Plymouth away first. Wickham away second. Oxford at home sixth. Sunderland away fourth. Out of a possible 12 points, what are we saying, folks? Um, I will come to Joe at the end, maybe, but clearly, Joe, a really tough run of games there. And we've been saying it pretty consistently now. It's now or never really if there's any aspirations to achieve anything this season, isn't
4: it? Yeah, and the, and the next game after that is Rotherham as well. So it doesn't get any easier straight <laughs> off the back of that. So our next five games are against the top six. I think um, I, I, without sort of saying automatic promotion is gone, I think we sort of have to realise the fan base automatic promotion is very unlikely and we just need to we need to ensure we're in a position where if we have a good second half of the season we're comfortably in the playoffs. Now I think if you if you look sort of sensibly at it if you if you can be in a position where you're sort of at one and a half points per game so when you get to the midway point of the season which is 23 games you've got sort of at least 39 points on the board I think you'll be okay so like I say there's next I'd, I'd include the Rotherham game in there just to be awkward, but of of those five games, I think if you could pick up nine nine points or even eight points, so sort of two wins and two draws, two wins, three draws, or three wins and two defeats, I think, I'd like say, if you could go two wins, two draws and a defeat, I think you'd I think you be pretty happy with that across those five games because I don't think the teams would pull away from you a bit more.
1: Yeah, and part of this is taking points off, off them as much as yeah, sticking yeah. our own points you tally. Yeah, I would we
4: just one defeat in that in that run. I think you'd be pretty yeah. happy.
1: Yep, Um Charlie, he's got his finger on the pulse there, and I think this is possibly what you were looking into, Joe. Keith Downing has left Bristol City. Is he on his way here? We think probably not. Don't.
4: We yeah, know. we. Just, I just had a look there, and Keith, both Keith Downing and Paul Simpson have left uh, Bristol City, and they they came across from sort of the in, sort of roles at the FA, England roles in the, at the FA, and. I think Paul Simpson had been the England under-20s manager when they won the World Cup previously and they went in there to assist Dean Holden when he had the job there as first-team coaches, so it's not really something that I'd expect to come in from from Bristol City, the first-team coaches, because it seems that that side of the club is picked up in um, sort of in Paul Cook's domain rather than Mark Ashton's domain, so I'm not, like I say, I, I obviously know zero about this, I'm just sort of upon speculating about it, yeah. speculating about it. But it, it doesn't seem that it's – they're the sort of people that are sort of would come in with Ashton unless they're sort of earmarked for academy roles. But Paul yeah. Simpson's had sort of a lot of experience in sort of the senior side of the game. I'd be surprised on that one.
1: And with Peter Reid now on the scene as well. Um, George, You need to George, more promising signs that Bond – would be keen for a permanent move from the interview with Darren Bent, yeah, for his birthday. Stay happy belated birthday to Macaulay-Bond. Um, and yeah, he was speaking, Joe, about a hypothetical derby against Norwich, wasn't he?
4: Yeah, and I think we all know that Macaulay-Bond is desperate to sign here permanently, and I think he'd sort of walk over broken glass to do it. So it's it's just something that, I say every Ipswich fan is hoping we get done. I've sort of had this this premonition, a dream, that on Christmas Day we have a tweet from the club announcing that the on the 1st of January, Marcus Evans... Oh, so, what Marcus oh, what Evans am all... I talking about there? On, on the 1st of January, <laughs> Macaulay Bond well, is, signing, is a, <laughs> signing a permanent deal and that would that, be a Christmas present for all Ipswich fans.
1: Well, that would be good, wouldn't it? Um, get your more... notifications on. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. Um, good evening from Seoul. Once again, James up very late doing paperwork to extend my visa here. Finished just in time. Evening, Monty. Um, happy days indeed. We are I'm glad to have you with us. Bits fresh on the Monty's also of his...
4: recruiting a Korean army, I think, as well. He
1: is. I saw the video. It's brilliant, Monty. Keep that going. Um, I am. I think Craig is off to Plymouth, isn't he? I was. He I was is, considering yeah. it for a while, but. Um, I've just become an uncle for the second time, so I'm going to so I'm going to catch up with um, my niece on the weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. So I won't be there, but I think Craig is playing the Blue Monday flag. So keep a lookout out for him and say hello, Charlie. Um, best wishes to Kieran. Dyer. Yeah, we tweeted out um, the same earlier on. Um, obviously, all of us um, super keen that um, Kieran Dyer gets well um, and obviously not a huge amount of information there. We're obviously not to speculate on that and respect the club's wishes and sure his family's wishes as well, but we definitely wish him all the best and hope that um, he can make a speedy recovery. So echo that, Charlie for that. Thanks for that. Um, yeah. Andrew, do you think Nord will leave? Shame, but he hasn't, um, he wasn't even at the game on Saturday, says Andrew. Yeah. Nord's situation.
4: Yeah. They, they, it does seem to be a strange one, doesn't it? Paul Cook seems very reticent to talk about it. There's obviously been rumours swirling around, but Sort of couldn't comment on any of those or know anything about that but I think it's pretty clear that James Norwood doesn't have a future at this football club from sort of how things have gone I think probably the only reason he's here this season is because he was on a on a good wage and the only club that would be able to afford that is probably another decent um sort of a decent league one team and why would we want to send a player that we know can score goals to one of our rivals I don't know I, I wouldn't be surprised if come January, he ends up on loan at a League 2 team, probably by that point. Salford or um, Swindon or someone with a bit of money at that level. Call you. (laughs) Probably not call you. No,
1: but as you say, it's Sod's law that we we let him go on the cheap to another League 1 club and he tears it up. That would not be a surprise. Um, Michael is pitching us seven points from the next possible 12. Um, EJ's going full Full whack. I mean, the confidence is, is there now, isn't it? And, you know, something that you guys debate in the pod, we've long debated, and it'll be fascinating to see this is whether our style of play is more conducive to getting points against teams that are less likely to sit back against us. It will be interesting. Plymouth on Saturday will be fascinating. Um, tune into the pre match show Friday, Friday night, where Seb and I will be drilling into Plymouth and trying to find some chinks in the armour. But it's um, it will be interesting to see if that's possible, Joe. there's nothing to say it isn't. That the, you know, confidence should be high, and we are scoring goals, aren't we? So, and we are now keeping them out the other end as well. Evening to Rob, Lord Ronald is happy with six. Um, I guess that's two points a game, isn't it? So that's it's one of those ones it. It's difficult yeah. to
4: to know what what order they what what order the games come in as well because if you have six points in 12 games, if you win against Plymouth and win against Wickham, then you'll be really disappointed with yeah. six. But if you lose the next two, but yeah, I, I you know, agree. Context that. is
1: all, um, if we want automatic promotion says Chris, Evening's it's Chris Rand, um, from non-exotic Cambridge, it's gotta be 10 or more points from those five games. Yeah. He's going for the two points per game. Yeah. It was eight points rather than six points, wasn't it? So maths brilliant. Um, Bits if I feel if we take each game at a time, we have come on, get the cliches out. We'll take every game as it comes, but we do have the ability to win all the games. I think he's agreeing there.
4: We've got 32 cup finals left.
1: <laughs> we do. Um skip's going for eight or nine at points from the next five. Um Gary's going for a similar amount there. Um evening to Brad's first time watcher, Jeff Romitch. Nothing wrong Best with ipswich is the best now i live here i can absolutely say that so nothing wrong with that at all brad um get involved in the chat we want to hear from you any thoughts about the next few runs of games or anything else itfc related get it in the chat folks um and we'll put it, joe on the spot as always um ej's revised <laughs> 10 i mean <laughs> i'll still take enough. 10 from 10 fair from enough. 4 for uh yeah folding under questioning there um what uh, Chris Robinson? Am I right in thinking we were we were top this time last season? Surely there will be teams above us who will fall away as we did. Still, all to play for. Again, something we speculated on on the pod. I don't know if that. To a I point don't think we on... would have
4: been top this time last. Maybe this date because the season started late. Let me see if I can find the league table we, um, from last year. We started well. The first with one five, hadn't we? But things sort of drifted up from that point. But teams above us will fall away. But I think the problem is there's sort of Wigan, Sunderland, Plymouth. Rotherham and Wickham have all started well. I know we're going to run a little bit of a sticky patch I think sort of three from five they've lost now so teams teams will slide away but it's I know it's a difficult one and it's 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 a hope that they all do but I think sort of if you would like I say look at Chris if you look at the bookies' odds and the stats and history it's, it's really against us um for automatic promotion this year but if we if we can go on a lot sort of a good winning run against top teams in the league, then we've got a chance of getting there. But I, I don't know, we, we're just a long way off at the moment. And I think like I would, if somebody offered me a sort of fourth or fifth place at the moment, I'd bite your hand off for it, I think.
1: I've got the, I've just got the league table from this time last year. Let's put it up there. Because if not, it's, it's important to address the your point as well, Joe, about teams that, you know, who who were up there and stayed around there. So we know that Hull ended up going up, Peter ended up going up. Um, but we know that um, who was in the playoffs in the end? Lincoln Blackpool, certainly why, weren't Oxford, they?
4: Oxford weren't they? Yeah, look,
1: I mean, there's some teams that fell away there. Um, Plymouth, there or thereabouts, they fell away last season, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Ended up mid-table. So we were third at that point on the back of six wins out of nine. Obviously, the season started a little bit late. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to compare that. Bless you, Joe, off camera there. Um, I've called you out of there. So, yeah, interesting thought of that. Um, from Chris. Um, John, evening to John and the fabulous ITFC Southwest supporters branch, who I'm sure are doing something amazing um, down in the Southwest for the Plymouth game, and have a new flag as well, I think. So um let us know all about that, John, in the chat if you will, but we've retweeted it early as well. Um, but great opportunities, as he says, Joe, to take points off the teams above us. Um Yeah, I'd like say
4: it, I know it's still too early in the season to so, say, oh, it's all in our own hands, because it's in everyone's hand. I think if Crew who are bottom of the league won all their games they'd get 100 points between now and the end of the season. So technically, technically, it's in their hands. But if we want to go up, we've got to. And this is this was been the issue in previous seasons. Prove that we can get results against the better against the better teams in the league. Yeah. The only the only time we seemed to do that was when Matt Gill took charge for a couple of games at the tail end of Lambert's reign. So hopefully, this is this is a time where we prove we can win some of the games. I, I say no one's expect us to go to Plymouth and win, go to Wickham and win, beat Oxford. Um, sort of go to Sunderland and win and beat Rotherham as well. It's just, just, it's just simply not going to happen. We're not going to win all five. But if we can sort of win three of those games, pick up a point and another, maybe lose one, I, I think every every fan would be delighted with that run. And it's just, it's just about proving that we can, we can compete with the best teams in this league because we can show that. Then I'd say if we can go into the playoffs, no one's going to want to play us in there, are they?
1: No, exactly right. And you and. It's, it's momentum, but you also want to have had some confidence by beating some of those teams as well. And you kind of got the sense that even if we stuck into the playoffs the last two seasons, we just wouldn't have been able to turn up with any confidence against those teams. Um, Andrew, I've been to three um, ladies' games this season with grandson Ronnie. Now I know what you both look like. I'll say hello. Please do say hello. Yeah. Um, I'm there most weeks, and hopefully Joe will be a regular visitor now. He's figured out the logistics for it as well. So yeah, I'm very welcome. To say hello and um, tell us about the game, and always good to meet up with folk in real life rather than here on chat and stuff like that. Um, Chris, who do we think will be the top, uh, the two to beat when it comes to automatic promotion? Can't help but think Plymouth and Wickham will revert to the mean, and it'll be Sunderland and maybe Wigan. Well, I thought Wickham have got. Uh, a yeah, bit of a now in the division,
4: I, I think personally, for me, I think Wickham and Rotherham. I, I just think those two mm. teams just seem relentless with how they play. They're such difficult sides to play against. They, you don't ever really have an easy game against against teams like that. And like I say, I know, I know, Plymouth have started really well. And like I say, you look at that sort of goal difference plus thirteen, only one defeat. I think at home they've won six and drawn two. They've got a, they've got a brilliant record, but. I don't know, if, if you look at the bookies' odds, we're still um, shorter odds to finish in the top two than Plymouth are at the moment. So, that they obviously expect them to, to fall away a little bit. But, I don't know, it just seems the... i say Rotherham and Wickham, I, I hope that they wouldn't be good this year because Wickham are just such an awful side to watch, to play against and dreading what playing them Tuesday, like I say. It's, it's one of those games, that in the sort of words of Mick McCarthy, I think if you'd have give me a nil-nil, I wouldn't even bother getting on the bus for it because yeah. if someone could guarantee me the game's a draw, I wouldn't even bother paying my eye follow or, or watching the game because it is just going to be a horrible watch to watch them just slowing the game down, diving, cheating in the ref serial game.
1: Yeah, long balls into the box and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, the dark arts, ball in play for 48 38 minutes of the game and stuff like that. Um bits. Um I know we have a big game if we I feel If we don't win at Plymouth and we are looking at playoffs at best, win at Plymouth, then the winning game is even bigger. So the so can the players take this? Yeah.
4: Well, hopefully that's why we've signed these players, isn't it? To yeah. to take these sort of situations.
1: Um November massive rej, yeah. I think I think this is yeah, make or break potentially. Um Michael, why would we sign bodies on a one game scoring drought? did Didn't come close either on Saturday as well, Michael. So, well, Can good. you tell
4: yeah. the negotiators at QPR that as yeah. well, Michael?
1: Well, half the half the fee. And he's uh, a year
4: older now as well. That's That must knock his fee down a bit.
1: Adam, um, fingers crossed we can make a real statement in the next five, seven um, games. Keep up the good works. Let gents, yeah, I mean, we're only as good as the guy, the questions, the observations that you guys make. So, um, well, so yeah.
4: Like I say, also, this season, I think we have had a, a pretty soft start to the season when when you look at who we've played that it's, it has been the sort of weaker teams, sort of, there's probably, when you, when you looked at the fixed list at the start of the season, these first few games, probably it's only Sheffield Wednesday, Lincoln and Portsmouth that you'd expect to be up there at the end of the season, so we have had a good, good but it's difficult to know, is it good that we've played weaker teams and we're now where we are, or would we have preferred to have sort of got those results out of the way against the stronger teams and then, if we were in this position now with a run of week teams coming, I think we'd be looking at thinking we could win five out of the next five here. But it's tricky I to know, know. It's an interesting it? one, isn't it? But it is we just need to to that midpoint yeah. of the season and see where we are. And I think yeah. if we're in a decent spot there.
1: Yeah. Well, we've we'll be um covering all of this. Um, we'll be back for the flagship show as usual on Monday morning. Um talking through the Plymouth result. Um We've also got the pre-match show, as I mentioned, with Seb and I going out live Friday at 8pm. So do join us for that. We are trying to find uh, as much intel and insights as we can to figure out how you defeat Plymouth and, and, and how it is their form is is so good. Um, next week, we've got this usual show. We will probably, if we can do it, do a live show straight after the full-time whistle. If we haven't fallen asleep to Joe's point in the Wickham Game and as usual, the normal sort of drumbeat of shows Friday for the pre match, Monday for the flagship. So, do join us for that. All the details, all the stuff you need to know, whether that's um, where to find us on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, um, on Twitter. Um, we have a website, bloomondayitfc.co.uk. All the details you need are on there. So, go and give us a visit there. Um, let's get back to the chat and this isn't happy. I've got Craig already. Photos wise, this is worse than Panini stickers. I'm sorry. Who's the, who do you need? And then we'll. Um, and who's who, the shiny? Who, yeah, who's the shiny? There you go. That's a question for the chat. The Blue Monday Panini stickers. Who's the shiny? Who's the one you need? And who's the, who's the one you keep getting? If it's Craig, it's Craig. That's fine. Um, Tractor Boy 72. Important stuff. We need more pumps in the market in the fan zone. I'm in the queue for a pint longer than it takes to drink it. Um, direct. That's to um, I think there's a supporter survey that's just come around to some people. Real think, issues, so, and so make yeah,
4: advice by two pints at a time would be my greatest advice there. Or go to like the like Greyhound. In a busy pub when the football's on,
1: go to the Greyhound, the best pre match and post match venue in Ipswich, fonero Road, Henley Road, Junction thingy. There you go, sorted. Um, EJ's glass is half full. I think all of our glasses are half full. Um Saturday result, Ipswich 3, Plymouth 1, says Robert, liking the optimism. Um, Cornish, um, well, hard to say... I think
4: Boy 72's glass is half full. He's still waiting at the bar for it. <laughs> He's
1: not, yeah, it's not even, it's not even started. Um, Cornish, hard to say what will be the toughest game. Rotherham and Little are really clicking. Wickham is tough. Um, Wickham is tough because of the journey down to Plymouth.
4: I wonder, do do we stay somewhere in the West Country after the game? Just Mark, obviously Mark Ashton knows the area well. I know when we played, was it Fleetwood? I can't remember. when we played. Sorry, Accrington. We we stayed up in Manchester. We we travelled up there on the Thursday, stayed up there Thursday night, trained Friday, had the game Saturday. Do we travel down to Plymouth Saturday, stay down there Sunday, travel nearer to Wickham Monday, and do that, or do we come back and travel up there on the day of the game? I said, we've obviously, as a club, got the finances to to um, sort of fund these overnight stays. And maybe that's a good opportunity to do one because I think going to Plymouth, coming back all the way back there for Sunday, Sunday's a write-off. Monday, you're going to be coming in and then you're probably not even going to be able to train on Monday with that travelling back Sunday. And then you're straight up there Tuesday. Do we try and find somewhere? Does Mark Ashton use his contacts in that area of the world to try and get his training base sorted so we stay down there for a day or so?
1: bristol city yeah there you go i'll we'll stay at john's john banger's in the southwest supporters group they'd all put we'll have a player each to put up in their houses that's what we want
2: selling a little or a lot Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. shopify.com slash work.
3: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. at participating restaurant's 18 plus serving times. delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: Um, Gary, quite rightly, talks about Wigan getting beaten last night. Um, no bad thing. Certainly anything to... I suppose the only the thing,
4: bad thing potentially is, is that Lincoln clicking into a bit of form as well. Because it yeah. sounded like they played really well. So they've had a slow start to the season. But how much of that is linked to sort of the issues, sort of their illness and what Michael Appleton suffered with over the summer, which has made them start slowly. Are they going to be a team that comes into a bit of form?
1: Yeah, I mean, they it was a draw and a loss in their last two matches before that. Victory, so they're not in pulsating form, but you're right, it's, it's another threat, isn't it? Um, Adam, um, club is really developing nicely. Johnson said, um, it might not happen this season, which, although obviously disappointing, you can see there's a vision, there is something tangible to get behind for once. Come on, you blues, yeah. I think that's, I think we all agree with that. Um, definitely a strategy, yeah.
4: Well, the club is going in the right direction, isn't it? And it's that's the first time we can say that definitively for a long time,
1: yeah. Um, taking points from the top six, a skip. Um, is key if we want promotion. We haven't done that since we've been in League One. Key question: Is can Paul Cook change that? Yeah, interesting he has conversation. To, or,
4: Paul, or Paul Cook will be changed if he exactly doesn't. Right. But, no, I've, yeah. I've got I've got faith that he will be able to.
1: Yeah, and uh, unlike well, I was about to say unlike other managers, but Paul Cook has got experience. I I I've heart back to the Wigan Man City cup tie. You know, he knows how to sometimes get a result in those bigger games Um, and Wigan didn't play the nicest of football that night got in their faces didn't they so you never know there might be a strategy there I hope so because it was something that Paul Lambert never really got right Um, evening to fishing with Nick lots of traveling for the next five and against top teams a real test yeah that traveling um, keeps coming back isn't it and logistics not great Sunderland away obviously is in that mix as well longest Pretty much the longest trip of the season if it's not Plymouth. So yeah, some tough parts of that. Um Michael, who do we think will be the wide players v Plymouth? I'm going for Burns and Selina. Thoughts on that, Joe?
4: I guess you probably have to look at it with one eye on the who 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 are you going to play at, at Wickham, sort of, and then sort of yep. work back from there because you're probably going to need to make changes on that. But I think our strongest at the moment, as much as I've really liked Wes Burns and what he's brought to the side I think having Sunny Aluko on that right hand side does just allow us to build play higher up the pitch, yeah. And but does does Cook want one sort of winger that's going to come inside and one flyer, so it gives you a luco and Edwards, or does he want sort of Selena on the left and maybe Burns on the right, or do you have the sort of two ball players, which is effectively a Aluko and Selena there? Uh, but let's like say it's options, but you'd imagine it's going to be. Aluko and Burns on the right, or, and then Selena or Edwards on the left. Yeah. With Chaplin su- sort of nailed on us a 10, but where does that leave Scott Fraser? I don't know. Where is he fit yeah. at the moment?
1: Um, I'd be surprised if Selena's goal massively changes anything because I, you guys talked about it on the flagship. It did feel like he unsettled us defensively. Edwards actually does quite a lot of tracking mm. back, and I do think you lose that a little bit with Selena. The goal was obviously important, yeah. but I don't think he'd made a massive contribution in the 10... No, but you'd imagine Selena
4: like... is going to start one of the next two games, wouldn't you? At I least may... one of the yeah. next two games, wouldn't you?
1: And what you don't want to do, um, and it's to Cornish's point here, is no one all fancy facing Chaplin, Selena, and Bono. And Chaplin, you don't want to, you know, as you said, and um, Gary Roberts said, he's figured out that number 10 position out the best of anyone, so you've got to do the best with him avenue you that you can. Um, very quick mention to Skip. Thank you so much, Skip. Five pounds in the super chat. Um, keep up oh, the great work, so we... guys. Thank you, Skip. And always a frequent fire on these live shows. We appreciate your input as well, Skip. Always um, really um, intelligent, useful insights. to help drive us the debate, either this show or the pre-match show. So we appreciate you as well. So thank you so much, Skip. If you want to do likewise, um, the super chat button is there. Also head to the website. We talked about it before, blue Monday, itfc.co.uk, all of the stuff to support the channel is also available on there. Let's see it's, if I can. Just get one back. thing as well, before
4: we move on too quickly, is the FA the FA Youth Cup. Ah, the yeah, first yeah. round of that tomorrow evening. And we've got a tie against Wilmslow United in the first round of the Youth Cup. Um, where the footballers football and, and they are I think they're in the the equivalent of like the SIL League or the Furlough Nun League, the sort of same level as like Ipswich Wanderers, that sort of level. So it is a, it's probably the smallest club left in the draw against one of the biggest and probably the best sort of Youth Cup record left with our semi finals last year and three previous wins. So it's a, it should be, like I say, without sort of sounding disrespectful, it should be a very comfortable victory for the youths tomorrow, depending on, and sort of, it depends what team they're put out but that is a seven o'clock kickoff at portman road okay. three pounds for adults one pound for concessions it won't be being streamed live so if you want to watch the youngsters in action head along to portman road tomorrow night
1: yep going down to portman road yeah good shout um thank you for that joe and we'll talk about that certainly um pre-match show or the flagship on um sunday um yeah get your last minute thoughts we've got probably about another five ten minutes to go on this one um, so we want to hear from you and um, we'll end with some shouts and some predictions. So get those in there. We'll try and find those, but some questions, Joe, to put you on the spot. Um, Robert asks, how many will we sign in the January transfer? We're already looking ahead to post Christmas.
4: Yeah. It does feel like we've still got a couple of gaps in the squad. Doesn't there where sort of John Nolan just isn't, doesn't really look like he's going to be playing a part. I think somebody else has mentioned that. And, um, Sort of, Do we need another central midfielder in there? Because if Sam Morsi gets injured, do we have another battler to play that role? Do we need somebody to back him up? Is he going to be going to the African Nations? I know he was in the preliminary squad previously for Egypt, but didn't make the final squad. I think we probably need another option up front. If, let's like say, James Norwood doesn't seem to be the oh, option. Caden Jackson is, is not is not suited to that system that if, if McCauley Bond does get injured or Joe Piggott does get injured, we're very light up front. I think as evidenced in the last couple of games where Joe Piggott wasn't available after the death of his father. And you looked at the bench and there just isn't an option for Bond to, to come off and go up front. You need, you need someone who can play that role, but let's say, I think, I think there's a, there's a, there's a few options in there, maybe even sort of another right back there. I know we've got the and, Sort of, he's he's playing really well, and Vincent Young hasn't really had an opportunity, or hasn't taken his opportunities, I should say. But we'll see. Thoughts
1: on JG's question, what does the future hold for Fraser? I don't know. It's a strange one, Fraser, because he's he's a player that
4: when when I think whenever anyone puts their strongest team together, no no one seems to include Fraser in it. But yet, whenever he's fit, he's I think he started nearly every game, and it's it's one where does he become the backup to Chaplin as a 10? Is he capable of playing that role there? Because on the left, I don't see how he's going to dislodge anyone in the wide roles when you look at sort of Edward Selena. but he he looks like a player who's going to play a key role for us this season still and has started to, but I just don't see where he fits in at the moment, but I'm sure Paul Cook will find a way to utilize him.
1: I'm still in the Scott Fraser fan club and, but I think we'll get injuries at some point, as you say, won't we? So, Mm. um, Chris here mentions Wigan losing. Uh, Sunderland, um, fortuitously, it has to be said, got through in the Carabao Cup last night to QPR, didn't they? So Sunderland have got the distraction of another cup competition. That is, is going to be important. We we bemoan sometimes going out of the cups quite early, but the fixtures do do rack up this time of year mm. when you've got the FA Cup next weekend as well, Joe.
4: Especially if you, if you have a draw and you get a replay from that game. just yeah. one more game, isn't it? So... I'd, say I'd I'd like to have a decent FA Cup run and like to get to the sort of third or fourth round in that, which is sad to say that's a decent FA Cup run to get to the third round. But I think it'd be not like Oldham, you've got to beat them at home, don't you? They're a crisis club. And then you're still going to be one of the favourites in the next round. But yeah. ho- hopefully we can sort of hey, give so in second that and round. Yep. get through there.
1: Yep. And um, Bod, they're not. We've played a lot of teams that park the bus. Do you think that will fare? Is that... Um... Fair as in bus, fair. No, but against the teams they want to play. I think we can hurt teams that allow us to counter. Yeah, I think that's something we were talking about at the start. You really but Those other it. teams would
4: have more quality against us and we haven't found it easy keeping the ball out of our net so far. So I think there's swings and roundabouts to that view there. But I say we'll see. I think, we, like I said, we've got nothing to fear going up against any side in this league. It's just a case of trying to make sure we can come out on top in the sort of tight balance games.
1: Agree. Um, Skip, do you think I um, we can play Chaplin, Burns, and Aluko together, as they seem to be in in the form, the inform three behind Bond. It'd be interesting.
4: I'd, I'd I'd agree that they're the inform three, but I, I don't see that. I I think for me, Burns and Aluko are both right wingers, and I think it, you have to go either or on that side. I, I just I, I I did look into Aluko's history, and he's only played on the left. I think eleven times in the last decade since he's left. <laughs> Aberdeen when he left there. So where he's made his name, just sort of Fulham, Reading, Hull, he's always played on either the right or as a second striker or up front. So he is very much seen that one. I think, like I say, I, he take Chaplin out of Burns, Aluco, Selena, then Fraser, Edwards. I think Burns and Aluko are the two who seem to have grabbed their opportunity with both hands, but I think they're fighting for one place really. So we'll see.
1: Chaplin is amazed, pools says bits. Chapman is superb," says so Skip. Um, "He's always going to be different class level top end championship player." Um, talked about John Nolan. Thoughts of him playing again. Andrew's not a fan. He just seems to be permanently injured, doesn't he? He's a, he's, yeah. he's, he got injured on the first day
4: that Paul Cook took training um, when he when he was appointed in sort of February March time, and then he was injured the first day of pre-season. And then he came back and was on the bench in the EFL Trophy game against West Ham, and then he got then he was injured after that, and it seems like he's out till after Christmas, it sounds like, so I don't know what the issues are, but they just seem strange for somebody who's probably one of our sort of fittest players, a player that can run and run all day, just can't seem to shake off injuries at the moment mm.
1: um, The shiny, going back to our sticker debate is the diamond um, uh, spelt D-Y-M-O-N-D for future reference bits, but I know who you meant, that's fine um, I think we'd probably all agree Dave Diamond is the shiny. Never mind. Um, maybe one day you never know. I saw
4: Dave heading out for a walk earlier tonight.
1: Well, there you go. Spotted, papped, Uh bits. You missed your opportunity. Uh, David's Hughes. Do you think that you are, do you guys have any fear playing Plymouth this Saturday, even though they're top? And I'm going there for the win. Um, I mean, I'm not. I won't. I have no fear of playing anyone, Dave, because I'm rubbish and I just. I just go in all guns blazing but um, yeah I think to the point should we have anything to fear I guess is the question and, yeah, uh,
4: No we, should, we shouldn't have anyone anything to fear wherever we go but you have to treat these teams with the respect they deserve and whilst yes. Plymouth not, may not have the biggest name they're, they're top of the league on merit and they're playing some really good football scoring a, scoring a lot of goals and look good and so the interesting dynamic, I think, is that Ryan Lowe, I think, is one of Paul Cook's best friends, or certainly Scouts one of his close friends in the game. Another another member of the Scouts Mafia, and um, there were sort of pictures of them when they were going to like the European Cup final, and they sort of following Liverpool around Europe. That Cook and Lowe, sort of taking time off managerial jobs to jump on a plane and see the Red Men. Out in Europe, of their away games. They're obviously really, really good friends. And be interesting to see whether that works as a disadvantage or an advantage. But yeah, I guess it's one again. of those ones. No one that we, it. it'll, it'll be judged United. in hindsight, won't it? That well, if, if we win, it's because Paul Cook's got his number. And if we lose, it's because um, Ryan Lowe's got Paul Cook's number. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Charlie D, I'd love to see Piggott come in with some goals this season. Yeah, so would I. I feel sorry yeah. for Piggott to an extent. Difficult start for him. And probably not I don't I I always tended to think that he was in a lone front man role for Wimbledon, but I might be wrong there. But
4: he's tended to play off the lone front man. I think when we right. played him last time he, he played off the striker there, but I, I think Joe Piggott will, will do well for us this season. He'll score us some goals, I'm yeah. I'm sure of. He's already got a couple, hasn't he, when he's when he's had the opportunity. But ultimately McCauley Bond is just give, it it even when you take out his goals, and Bond gives us so much energy at that top end of the field. But like I say, when when we play two games in three days, as we're doing next week, you, you want you want to be Joe Pickett coming on for the last twenty minutes, half an hour against Plymouth and Wickham to ensure that you don't just run the Bond into the ground, don't you? To yeah, and point. that's that's what the squad is for, not just to sort of kill the kill the sort of main players. You need these players yeah. to. Give them relief, and if Piggott comes off the bench and scores a couple of goals, then he's going to be putting pressure on Bond to start games.
1: And there's a good chance he starts against um, Oldham, and hopefully, you know, bags a couple and builds his confidence there as well. Um, EJ um, Norris, get back everywhere they go. Yeah, enjoyed that chant as well, albeit it's threats. It's in the Premier League rather than the League One, but never mind. Um, EB buzzing to get tickets to Wickham. Hopefully no protesters testers on the M25. Uh, always, yeah, otherwise interesting journey. Wickham's always, yeah, do your research on parking or getting to the ground in Wickham. It's, it is not a fun journey. I've got history there. I'm not going yeah,
4: for, for anyone who hasn't been before, basically the ground is at the very end of an industrial estate. So you turn up and then you sort of drive up to the ground and all of a sudden you realize you're just in a huge industrial estate with the ground the very very last thing in there so if there's a way of parking outside the industrial estate you may find you get away a tiny bit quicker at the end of the game maybe probably an hour you need to
1: arrive two hours early because the residents seem to all park there as well so um, do your research on Wickham there you go there's some consumer advice um EJ starting with the same team the same team that Ended or started the game, EJ? Do you want to qualify that one? We'll definitely get some thoughts on that on the pre-match show, Friday at 8pm live and available on demand shortly thereafter. Um, Skip, Aluko keeps, um, helps us keep and recycle the ball. Yeah, versus Burns. I think Aluko did really well and I don't think anyone's picked up on it, so I feel really clever saying this. Aluko draws the defender away from Chaplin for the first goal on Saturday, actually. Aluko's really smart distracts the defender to Chaplin drops in to get the space to get the ball and then turns and has has his shot for the excellent first goal. So watch that on the video. I think I might have spotted something very... Yeah, Aluko's
4: running sort of off the ball. There's a a lot of unnoticed runs he makes, which drags defence out of the place. Even that sort of ball, sort of early in the half where Danashian fires a ball into Chaplin's feet, that ball is open because Aluko's pulled a marker off as well there. So he's a very intelligent player and sort of... Seeming seemed to be for, for, for a player that probably looked like the weakest sign is now becoming the strongest one of the yeah. sort of the best. It was one when he signed, everyone was like, "Why on earth have we done this?" But
1: let's let's um power through these, Joe. Final few, and then we will call it um an evening. And um, Brad, so happy with your new ownership. Didn't realize how much Evans had stripped out of the club as far as the jobs were concerned. Great to see this yeah. addressed early on with the job. That's no, definitely definitely
4: very very true. That is,
1: yeah. And, you, and Stark, once you see all these appointments being made, so many were needed, and off the field as well. Uh, Michael Sillian seems better from the start as he takes time to get into the, get into the game. Um, yes. Edwards is on the front foot from the off, so maybe better as an impact sub. Yeah, interesting yeah no, I, I agree, with
4: both, agree with both parts of that from what we've seen this season.
1: Yep. Um, E.B. Um, getting um, in there with um, wishes for and I as well. Yeah, just to reiterate that, um, we've not talked about that. I know there's some chat about what the situation is there. We know as much as the club have put out there in their statement, so um, we don't want to speculate anymore there, but we, obviously we wish wishing Kieran and I all the very best um, and kindly spoke to us in the summer as well. Got a lot of interesting things to say about football um, and did a really great chat with Phil and, and Ben, um, so we definitely wish him... Well worth the, going the back best. and having a and, listen to that if anyone yeah, doesn't. Agree, yeah. Um, Brad, I love Edwards in those early games, but I think he's getting back to speed off his injury. I think that's fair enough as well. Um, that is a large gin and orange, Joe says David. No, professional, surely, Joe.
4: Yeah, no, it's um, a vodka and orange. There you go. <laughs> go. Um,
1: David's going for a 2-0 win. He's going. I would love um, that. We wish all the best for those traveling down all the way to Plymouth. Um, almost 1,500-odd, I think. So cracking um, oh, always support that. Um, EB also going for a 2-0. Let's keep a clean sheet here, here. Um, what else have we got? Um I'd sign Matete he says fishing with Nick as a backup for Morse, so yeah.
4: Oh, without um, a doubt, if we can I get th- hold of him, do it.
1: Yep, agree with that. Um Robert, still feeling positive. It's we'll finish in the top two this season, Robert. Um we will find out. We you know, we can only speculate, we can only try and predict. So um yeah, who knows what well, might when happen When we look if... at
4: the next we've we have just we've been speaking about the next four or five games. I think by the end of that we'll know. One way or another, whether there's a chance of it happening or no chance at that point.
1: Yeah, um, Stephen, um, shame the Plymouth game isn't on. I follow. Yeah, two-one. Uh, Town is his prediction. Come on, you Blues. Um, and Fraser return on Saturday. We we suspect probably not, Joe.
4: Yeah, no, I, I, it's difficult to get any information about what is going on with injuries at the moment, isn't it? But we don't we don't we don't know what the situation is with him. But I, I think to go from not even on the bench. Well, we'll see.
1: We will find out. Um, Skip's going for a 3-1 Towan win. Tight first up, and um, we step it up again. second half. We do need to score when we're on top, though, if we've learned anything from the Fleetwood game where we almost got, you know, found out there. Um, Andrew's going for a 2-1 win Saturday. Chapman for the brace. What a great signing he's been after a slow start. Really intelligent footballer. Um, Michael, we seem to be playing a bit more of a long ball game. Big kicks from the goalkeeper, longer forward throws from the fullbacks. Thoughts on that, Joe? Yeah, it's really a little bit more. There. It's a
4: little bit more direct, isn't it? Which I think we need sometimes because we we have passed we have passed the ball about sort of in the early games between the back four without really showing any intent to sort of break lines and get forward. So move, moving the ball quicker is definitely something I'm
1: sort of happy to see. Um, Lee, I'm from Oldham, but a town sport in my life, we should beat Oldham. Um, we should beat Oldham um our giant killers. If we beat, is that we should we are giant killers, probably. We've both got as terrible a record, I think, in the FA Cup of late as we as each other. Do you think Cook is waiting to see what happens this season at Wigan regards to Richardson? I think the relationship isn't ship sailed. Sailed, it?
4: Well for for at least for the short term.
1: Yeah, when we're in the Premier League maybe. Um evening to Jules. Um evening to you, Jules. Thanks for joining us. Um
4: another grand son for Jules as well.
1: Yeah, congrats, Jules. Another tractor boy, I think it was. Um so very much congrats to you and the family. Um, David, what do you think QPR would accept as a fee in in for born in January, two million plus? Well I think
4: I'll be I think it'll be nearer to one million. I think. I think if we can get sort of one one point two five million, some somewhere around that that yeah, sort of region. I looked at, I say, Skip's made the point there's not much money in the Championship right now. I think there was only 37 transfer fees paid by Championship clubs this summer across the whole division, two of which were Andre Dezel and Flynn Downs. But there's just such little money there because of COVID. It's just absolutely destroyed what was already an absolute basket case of division.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah, and... I think it's really easy for bonds price to be a f- reflected of of the value that we all see in him. He's he's in mm. League One scoring goals. But he's a twenty six
4: year old about. striker on who's scoring yeah, a few yeah. goals in League One. If if he was twenty one scoring this many goals, people would be thinking, well, he if he does this again in the Championship, he he could be worth sort of Jared Bowen money of like twenty million. But realistically, he's not gonna he's not gonna get a move to the to the Premier League. He, the only way he's gonna play in the Premier League is if he gets promoted into it because. Unless he scores 25 goals for us in the championship at at 28, 29 years old. But those sort of places don't tend to get signed by Premier League clubs, do they? So there's not a huge amount of resale value buying a 26-year-old for over a million pounds, is there? So hopefully these things play into our hands because he's a player you just want to get there and sign, get him through the door and have him as your number... 18 for the next three or four years and yeah. see what he does.
1: That interview with Talksport goes out Friday, I think, with Darren Benton. There's a preview clip that we've retweeted, um, so keep a lookout for that. I'm going to skip for you a few of these questions because they're probably long, um, low, long play questions, and we are slowly timing out. Uh, Andres is going for a one-nil. Uh, Jules is going for a draw and a piss-up for the legend Paul Mariner. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, in yeah, there's this thing on. Sunday night as well, isn't there? So, um, three two toto to store question mark call from a corner will be good. Um, one nil or two one for us, says Lee. Um, enjoy the rest of your evening. says Robert. Come on, you blues. Five four Ipswich winner in 90 plus three, says don't think my Julian. Heart can take that. Um, bits go for a five nil. Come on. Um, uh, what else have we got? Can I watch in the Canary Islands heading off? That was just an excuse, David, to talk about going to the Canary Islands. But yes, you I, can. Don't think,
4: I, I don't think any Ipswich fan should be going to the Canary Islands, though. So I think you may need to change your holiday destination, well done, David. You
1: got to the important matters there. Yeah, be careful. Um, no yellow and green on your holiday there. Um, bits, um, has Wilson been playing for well for Plymouth? Find out on Friday with me and Sev on the pre-match show live on here oh, What on a link Facebook. from the host. Boom um 8pm and then on demand shortly thereafter um andrew uh, thanks for tonight really enjoyed it thank you guys for um in, enjoying and, and and participating in the conversation giving Joe, um, Joe something to to answer um, michael Iberson of i follow yeah it's definitely there um and great sales pitch to keep you eye, Joe, keep it up so there you go that is your lot As i say we are back on friday um with the pre match show um, and back on Monday with the flagship show, as always, um, you can find us and all our details, Blue Monday, ITFC.co.uk, um, all the details you need are there. Our socials, our YouTube, our audio feeds, all the good stuff is there. Thank you for everyone who contributed um, either a question, observation, and those of you who were kind enough to support us using the Super Chat. We really appreciate that. Thanks for the thumbs up over on Facebook. Stephen's got involved with the thumbs over there. Joe, I'm going to hand over to you to say um, goodbye.
4: Everyone, just if you can get along to the under-18s game tomorrow at Portman Road, good chance to give the boys some support. I'm sure they'll be grateful for it and hopefully a chance to see an Ipswich team stick a few goals past someone. <laughs>
2: Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. shopify.com slash work.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.